everybody. Welcome back to the Mike Heitman Show, where I'm helping you go from being a dumbass to a badass. I done fucked up already. Oh, Lord, here's my come to Jesus meeting. Here we are today in the year of our Lord, 2023. And I already broke my promise. Uh, This is just kind of an update uh, on my things that I'm trying to give up. So I had a little experience. I was having a rough weekend last weekend. And the reason why I done fucked up is because I I got greedy, y'all. I got greedy. So greedy. But not like in, in like taking money or opportunities away from people. I got greedy in thinking that I could take on more than apparently I could. So my first goal for this year and I was already starting to dwindle down my alcohol consumption last year for a variety of reasons but I was like you know what I want to do dry January and possibly longer so as I was doing it 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 actually went really well it was remarkably easy like I I wish everybody who tried to quit cold turkey had as easy of an experience as I did Like, I really only was tempted moderately, maybe for an hour total in the first 20 days. So, for those of you who struggle with any kind of addiction, um, I really feel for you. Because I know that most people do not have it, especially with something like alcohol or cigarettes or something like that. Um, It usually doesn't go that easily. But, so the 20th was Friday. I got greedy, and I was like, you know what? I'm already, as I talked about in my previous episode, uh, when I started talking about these things, like, you know, it's not like I have to wait necessarily to start not doing the other things. Um, But I don't have to. Or, I mean, I could start them, but I don't have to. Yeah, you you see what I'm saying. I could start them if I want to, but I'm not required to. That's what I'm trying to say. Well, well, well. I got greedy. And I was like, you know what? I got this alcohol thing in the bag, man. That's so easy. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to get rid of the dating apps, too, because that was going to be February's. I mean, might as well get a head start on it, right? Okay. And then I got even greedier. It's like, oh, that, that really wasn't that bad. Because I think I deleted them maybe on like the 10th or something like that. Then I got greedy again. Another one that I wanted to give up. And this wasn't on my original list. But I was like, you know, it's not bad. But I don't necessarily need it. So I'll give up coffee. So on the 20th, once I ran out of coffee beans, I was like, okay, fine. Also, ironically enough, I, you know, I was going to wash my coffee pot, right? And as I put it into the sink along with the other dishes, like it had a massive, like it just cracked everywhere. I was like, oh, well, I wasn't planning on necessarily throwing away my coffee pot because this was one of those where I was like, well, we'll wait and see if it's a good thing. I'll keep it away. But that was a huge sign that, yeah, I think it's time to, you know, let this thing go. And unlike 
the alcohol experience, instantaneously headaches, probably within the first four hours of when I usually start drinking coffee. And then my mind started to take me down a dark path. Not anything crazy like suicide or anything like that, but like here I am. I'm giving up three things now in the span of three weeks. And as I mentioned in the first podcast, it takes three weeks to have something statistically and scientifically become a real habit. It takes three weeks. So I'm literally on the finish line. And my brain convinced me that I was essentially torturing myself. Because what had happened during those things? One, by not drinking, I saved some money. So that that's a positive, right? But as I got off the dating apps, like I became disconnected. Uh, not that that's where all my valuable relationships are obviously found, but it's at least a way that I can connect with people because I, I work by myself. Um, most of my friends don't live near me, like my actual friends that I you know, have known for a long time. They don't live near me, so I don't see them in person very much. And so I just felt really disconnected. Now I got these massive headaches. And so... And also during this time, I'm like facing mental demons that I've had for a long time, trying to rethink them and all of those things. And it just really hit me all at once. And so I ended up drinking on Friday night. It wasn't anything bad or anything. Actually, so I bought a bottle of something and then the next day I dumped like almost all of it out. I had like a couple sips of it and then I dumped it out. Like this isn't, this doesn't cure the problem. While I don't think drinking in and of itself in moderation being the key point is bad. Um, it can't, it does not solve the actual issues that you're trying to mask with it. So, uh, and then, you know, the, later that day I went out to eat, I took myself out to my favorite Mexican place and I had a, a margarita, uh, one, this place has like the best margaritas and it has like a massive list. So I tried one that I'd never tried before. It was really good and all this stuff. But now, um, as I'm recording this, I'm back at ground zero and that's cool. I now know that one, I'm not addicted. It's not an addiction problem. Um, but it's more of a, a coping mechanism that just doesn't really serve me. I need to find a different way to cope. I also downloaded some dating apps and I started talking with people and, um, you know, nothing has happened with that, but it's just, you know, I feel connected to people because I am a, a people person. And, uh, over this weekend, um, I was talking with one of my friends who also was, uh, although she wasn't as successful as I was, even though I guess we both drank at some point. So we weren't, I, I lasted longer than her. Let's put it that way. And I was talking with her and she's like, you know, I want to set you up with somebody. Um, and I have some history with this person. Uh, and she's like, I know we have history, but like you just, the, 
the big thing for you is that you have so much love to give and that's a problem actually. (laughs) I'm like, wow, no one's ever said it that way. Because when I think back to my relationships, my romantic relationships, I stayed in way too long. Um, Some of the verbal and mental abuses I've allowed happen with certain family members um, is because I do love deeply and it's kind of like all or nothing with me. You know, I give way too much, like more than I should, and then I get taken advantage of, or I'm just cold as stone, as I talked about in my last episode, where my son thinks that I have no feelings, which of course I do. So as I'm sitting there, metaphorically, eating my own shit this weekend and trying to figure out where to go from here and like all the different thinking around that. I was on the TikTok, of course, or Facebook. Well, Insta- what is it? Instagram reels, Facebook videos, whatever. And this one came up of a guy reading a poem and he didn't read the full poem. I was able to find the full poem. Um, but uh, it really, really hit me hard. And so I wanted to share it with you. The author is Rudy Francisco. And it just gave me a really, really powerful flip of how, flip of perspective. So here's how it goes. It says, on May 26th, 2003, Aaron Ralston was hiking. A boulder fell on his right hand. He waited four days He then amputated his own arm with a pocket knife. On New Year's Eve, a woman was bungee jumping. The cord broke. She fell into a river and had to swim back to land in crocodile-infested waters with a broken collarbone. Claire Champlin was smashed in the face by a five-pound watermelon being propelled by a slingshot. Matthew Brobst was hit by a javelin. David Strigel was actually punched in the mouth by a kangaroo. The most amazing part of these stories is when asked about the experience, they all smiled, shrugged, and said, I guess it could have been worse. So go ahead. Tell me you're having a bad day. Tell me about the traffic. Tell me about your boss. Tell me about the job you've been trying to quit for the past four years. Tell me the morning is just a townhouse burning to the ground and the snooze button is a fire extinguisher. Tell me the alarm clock stole the keys to your smile, drove it into 7 a.m., and the, the crash totaled your happiness. Tell me. Tell me how blessed we are to have tragedies so small it can fit on the tips of our tongues. When Evan lost his legs, he was speechless. When my cousin was assaulted, he didn't speak for 48 hours. When my uncle was murdered, we had to send out a search party to find my father's voice. Most people have no idea that tragedy and silence often have the same address. When your day is a museum of disappointments, hanging from the events that were outside of your control, when you feel like your guardian angel put in his two weeks notice two months ago and just decided not to tell you, when it seems like God is just a babysitter that always is on the phone, when you get punched in the esophagus by a fistful of life, remember, every year, Two million people die of dehydration. 
So it doesn't matter if the glass is half empty or, or half full. There's cup in the water or there's water in the cup. Drink it and stop complaining. Muscle is created by lifting things that are designed to weigh us down. When your shoulders are heavy, stand up straight and call it exercise. Life is a gym membership with a really complicated cancellation policy. Remember, you will survive. Things could be worse, and we are never given anything we can't handle. When the whole world crumbles, you have to build a new one out of the pieces that are still there. Remember, you are still here. The human heart beats approximately 4,000 times per hour, and each pulse, each throb, each palpitation is a trophy engraved with the words, you are still alive. You're still alive. So act like it. And when I read that, or listened to it, I should say, it really brings into perspective how much we think that all of the trials and tribulations that we are currently facing are one, not for our good, two, that they will always, always be there, and three, that there is no way that we could ever overcome it. All of those things we know are not true, logically. Every single moment in life is just a snapshot. It's just a picture. And as we go through the film strip of life, things change. So what I learned over the weekend is don't let your current situation force you into making bad decisions or decisions that don't serve your higher purpose. Always keep the perspective that things could be worse. Sure, things could also be better. Let's play the other side of the the coin there. But as we keep a positive perspective and keep things within the realms of realistic thinking, we're going to be much better off. And then we won't done fuck up so many times that's all i have for you today thanks so much for listening this is the mike heitman show please rate review and subscribe share it with all of your friends and next week i'll be back at you with another inspirational message and probably a story about how i messed up yet again but i'm slowly getting there from being a dumbass and moving towards a badass 